and welcome to Cold Pizza. My name is Rusty and I'm a pastor here at Christ the Lord Church in Dayton, Ohio. This is our weekly podcast where we take the opportunity to squeeze out every last bit we can from the proclamation of God's Word on Sunday. It's our chance to sit down with the preacher and tackle any further questions, applications, or other bits of leftover crust to chew on that didn't make it into the main meal. So grab a slice and join us this week with Pastor Matt. Hey, what's up? But but I'm not the one to preach, though. Your voice has changed, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so, so instead of it being maybe Jeff's leftover crust uh, or pizza, it's going to be uh, just Matt and Russ's commentary. Yeah. Or, or did you bring the uh, the chocolate chip, the oversized chocolate chip cookie thing, or the, the lava cakes? I, I don't understand the reference. You need to buy more. Uh, I, I guess it's Domino's. Domino's has the lava cakes. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I'm just not a dessert person like that, Russ. I'm usually not a chocolate guy, but. Those are those are good, yeah. No, we've got Pastor Matt to help us. Uh, the Cornets are um, dealing with some of the recent health stuff that they've had going on, so want to give them space and freedom to be able to do that. Uh, but want to go ahead and take some opportunity to do some commentary here. So yeah, uh, Matt, I, you weren't even there on Sunday, so you caught up this morning. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. So yeah, this week we were in Hebrews twelve twenty five to twenty nine, finishing up chapter twelve. Uh, heading into the home stretch, and uh, I don't know what his actual title was because uh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, but uh, for me, it's when the man comes around, so that's what we're going to go with. Uh, yeah, so wrapping up chapter twelve, he had uh, kind of a, the second part to what I tackled last week, but really bringing home the actual first point. He had a warning, uh, then helping us see that Christ speaks in this inspired word of exhortation. Uh, then the exalted Christ also speaks through your elders, that the kingdom is yours, and specifically now, uh, and then finally a charge. So as uh, he was walking through these, I, I appreciate uh, the the angle that he was taking on some of this, and particularly helping us not just take a look at the differences like I did last week of the two mounts, but particularly as we look for that great and terrible day. He said there's no do-overs, no adjustments, no excuses, and... Uh, it just struck me because uh, I most of you uh, know that I competed this past weekend and uh, I, I videoed them, and I spent you know since that you know very minute on Saturday reflecting, particularly on my loss, uh, ten times over the one time I reflect on on the win, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm like, what what could I uh, what could I have adjusted, you know, fighting off excuses, you know, trying to see what what would I do next time or what should I have done that type of thing. And you have the opportunity so that if I see this guy again, I know a little bit more what to mm-hmm. expect, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I know what I can adjust. I know what to, to fix in my game now, those type of things. And it just struck me when he said that. I was like, no, you don't You don't get to look at the tape anymore, you know? If you don't listen now, yeah, there's no do-overs. Yeah. And it just struck me in a different way. Yeah. I don't know um, why people – um don't walk with that kind of um gravitas or not, maybe not gravitas uh weightiness i think we think there's that deathbed opportunity thing yeah um but this should be i mean do overs adjustments and all that stuff should be kind of your normal humility right mm-hmm. as part of repentance in general uh but yeah the, the idea of no i'll wait there, there'll be a time type yeah. thing yeah yeah well, there's yeah, I don't know why we don't uh, we don't spend uh, more thoughtfulness. I 
um, was in a, a Facebook group, uh, s- small debate, um, you know, only four, <laughs> 40, 50 comments or something. And I simply, I simply made the comment that it blows my mind how many people on here uh, are so quick to offer counsel with so little information, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's literally all I said, and then I just quoted a, a Proverbs, and uh, that talks about like hastiness of words and such. And because the, the, the Facebook group, it's uh, Reformed Parenting, by the way, uh, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yes, um, is is on there, and it's uh, the. I mean, people are on there asking for all this advice, which is fine, um, potentially. And what what kind of what kind of grab grabbed my eye was someone basically saying that the the pastor had um, in their church had was basically addressing the idea of a wife correcting her husband. Um, and she's like going off on the pastor essentially Mm. and then asking for advice on how to handle this. And I mean, although it was a lengthier thread compared to most or lengthier original post compared to most, um, it was assuming so much context. So many of the people's words were assuming so much context. And and here's when we tie it back to here for this do over and adjustments, the idea is that you're you're contributing data to someone's life mm-hmm. that they're going to then go make a really important decision. So there's people in here going, oh, I have to go find another church. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, um, mm. what do you mean you'd go find another church? There, there's a whole lot more. So I just simply commented on that little thread. I just said, I, I'd appreciate if I could know um, exactly what the pastor said, not your paraphrase. And in the greater context. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be able to comment on that. Um, And so then I say my comment over here, and I get in trouble for my tone was not gentle, um, that I was creating biblical law and I was being called a legalist. And, uh, you know, people assuming motives and intentions and, and, and just honestly just not being able to read. They were reading with... Uh, emotional lenses. And so I, all that to say what my frus- frustration was is you're guiding people to make decisions that, that there's not going to be a do-over when all this is done. No. It has eternal consequences. It has eternal consequences. Yeah. So. I think some of that falls into, like, just, I mean, that's that's clearly a, a worldview issue. Cause he was talking about uh, the Beatitudes on Sunday. And I just wrote in my notes, I said, wait, it doesn't just say all blessed – not just all blessed are the victims. Yeah. Right? Well, they, well, it, it should read that way because all <laughs> victims are sinless. That's right. Exactly. So these these worldviews, you just completely jettison any kind of potential for receiving the warning mm-hmm. when you start with that kind of worldview. Yeah. When you, when you assume in the wrong uh, facts, language, all that. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. One of the other things I wanted to bring up, and I, you've got some notes here too. Um, I don't remember where he said it. Um, oh, there it is. And Christ speaks in this inspired word of exhortation. And he said, importantly, I think, make yourself available to be kept, which is a, mm-hmm. a great thing that, that needs to be addressed because we've talked about how, you know, we're our brother's keeper and we're supposed to help each other uh, in the race and, you know, when they're looking around. But the idea of, like, uh, similar to side by side, you are needy and needed. So. Mm-hmm. 
don't just be needy. People need you. Yeah. This is the same thing. Like make yourself available to be kept. But then he said, uh, you're talking more about the, the, the people being shaken. And one of the things that I think we need to be aware of is being on the lookout for people who are seemingly always shaken. Because if, if we're talking about this kingdom that is not shaken and you see someone who's vibrating <laughs> with all the time, all the time, that is an indicator of where you stand. Yeah. Right. I mean, given That's the, a good point. given the passage, if you are a Christian who is rattled all the time, who's shaken, that means that you're on the wrong footing. Yes. Which means you're in the wrong kingdom. Yeah. Which means either you're not actually redeemed. Mm hmm. Or do you have a lot of growing to do in this one particular area? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I, I see people in our congregation, I, although I think it's a, a smaller group of people, um, thankfully, but would fit that description. Yeah. That description. And, uh, and that, we're not that, talking that, that there's no weaknesses and all that stuff. But we'll, no. And we're not talking about hiding things. But we're talking about the warning. Yeah. <laughs> you won't finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're not talking about that the better option is to go hide. Don't put don't put words in my mouth. Yeah. Um. What I'm saying, though, is if you're one of those people that walk around and you're shaken all the time, mm -hmm. then you should take a good hard look. This this is a good warning for you. Yeah. Is you're not walking in a kingdom that is unshakable. Uh-huh. Am I? And we're going we're gonna to talk about, in, in coming up in 13 here, this coming Sunday, about, so what, is, what does it look like that, for these people to walk as though a kingdom is, that as though they're in the kingdom that cannot be shaken? Mm-hmm. Well, they're yep. going to look like these people who imitate these imitate their things. leaders. These people that walk in this unshakable kingdom will walk uh, in contentedness. They'll walk in hospitality. They're going to walk in sexual morality and so on. Yeah. Yeah, it's just making me think. I had to get my tires replaced when we were moving, and then so I just got my oil changed before on Friday. And uh, all of a sudden, my anytime I get above 65 miles an hour, my truck – just starts shaking like crazy. They they rotated my tires and now they're out of balance or alignment or whatever. Well, they usually when they rotate they balance them too. They're supposed to, I thought. Yeah. Well, who, who'd you take them to? Tire discounters. Your place at your recommendation. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they yes, they rotate. Sometimes you got to tell them you got to. Uh, I'm gonna a have shake. to. I'll have to take it back and have them do it. But I mean, it could be an engine issue. Don't say that. I don't need that in my life right oh, now. I'm sorry. I know you don't. You're bleeding money, but. Yeah, so it's just, but yeah, like if every time you get up over 65, you start shaking, <laughs> that means something's wrong. Deal with it, right? Take it back. <laughs> Go get an adjusted. God, I need an adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. I just, it just really stood out to me because, again, I'm not saying season issues, blah, 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 blah. It was just, especially, yes, to your point, going into 13, seeing these consistent character traits of what this person looks like but then seeing people who are just always shaken yeah and it's not for you yeah it's not sheepy yeah <laughs> that's right that's right um in that uh that are you making yourself uh available to be kept i had this thought i i i literally right now on top of my head i can think of a few names of of people who fit the description of uh they show up, yet they live and possess a spirit of isolation, as Jeff uh, talked about it. Um, like, they're, you're here, but not really here. Yeah. And it's easy, as Jeff said, just to be a warm body in the pew. 
And so I just, I want to ask the question, uh, like, do you know someone that fits that description? You know, if you're a member of CTL and if you do, have you spoken to that person? Mm. Um, and then I would also want to ask the question, are you sure you're not one of those people? Cause you can be very active in keeping other people while not availing yourself to being kept yourself yep. as your self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I've said, I know I've said from the pulpit before multiple times, that um, on the idea of like go exhort one another daily, well, it, it, it'd be very advantageous for you to go seek it, mm-hmm. to go ask for it. And I know we have multiple people who do do that. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. Um, honestly, I see it more in our ladies than I do in our men mm. of the actual like seeking it. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but our men sh- should grow in that area. So... Um, but is that, is that you, um, are you the one who doesn't, who doesn't think that they need to be kept? Uh, are you isolating yourself? And I think one of the key ways I would say, like, how, how do we isolate ourselves from being kept by others is I think one of the, one of the biggest ways we do that is by posturing our heart. Like we know better. Mm. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. We're all right. Mm-hmm. I don't need you. I don't need this. Um, you know, I, I'm going to talk about this on Sunday, but it fits here as well. I gave my kids the exercise in our family worship time this morning to go around the table and boast about themselves for 30 seconds. <laughs> and I, before I did that, I said, some of you, this is going to come real natural to you. And some of this is going to be, it's going to be hard for some of you, you know, mm-hmm. since I have like a congregation in front of me, um, at this point, yeah. at this point, uh, and Lord willing more to come. We'll see. Uh, no, Sarah's not pregnant for the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's a miracle. <laughs> well. I mean, yes. Anyways, uh, well, what happened is when you when you walk in a uh, a posture of boastfulness and pride, then you have no need for anything that anyone else has to offer you except that which would continue to boast your or boost your pride. Yeah. Um, and so people and circumstances only become a resource to bolster one's um, arrogance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when when that's the case, then uh, it's really easy to isolate yourselves and, and posture yourselves in a way that makes you um, unable to be kept. Um, because then anything someone else says, anything anyone else does, gets twisted in your heart mm-hmm. in such a way that it would simply serve the, uh, the goal of your own pride and your own boasting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that can happen. I think especially is easy to happen uh, with your elders because a lot of times your elders are more public than like a lot of the other people around you. And so they're more distant. So just like we see, like it's easier to attack someone online. And more forward. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, <laughs> there's two aspects to it. It's easier to attack someone online because they're more distant from you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and also because, and then your elders are more public. I think that's what you mean by more forward. Like they're 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 more direct, and their their life is more public, glass house ish like, um, and they're going to be more direct with issues and matters that you have in effect more material to work with in an effort to isolate yourself. Yeah. There are absolutes seem extreme just because it's an absolute mm-hmm. as opposed to most people who are just kind of wishy-washy and you can brush them away. This one, you can simply go, Oh, that's crazy. That's so mm-hmm. far out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, especially within in chapter 13, he's going to call us to imitate the faith of those leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do you think Satan would go after in your soul, and who do you think your flesh would go after when it comes to isolating yourself from being kept? What a very rational and strategic question you ask. <laughs> and we'll have to answer that on Sunday. Mm. Mm. Easy, easy questions. Like, I'm telling you, you don't have to be an elder, you don't have to be a church leader, you don't have to be a man. You just have to know your Bible and be able to step back and ask a question. Yeah. Like God said, do this. If I didn't like God, what might I encourage you to do? The opposite of that. <laughs> so not emotional decisions. Like, uh, yes. All right. There you go. No, I think, I think that's, that's really helpful. And, and one of his point, uh, main points yesterday that I'd like to kind of close with is like, he says, if you don't do it now, you won't do it later. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. don't heed the voice, you much more or less will you listen to it. Yeah. If it comes from heaven. Yeah. So the charge is, is very much the same as, as last week. We want to uh, encourage people to be grateful and to offer acceptable worship uh, mm-hmm. with reverence and all. And so uh, I liked the, the tag team that he offered me with Romans 12 on that. So that was, <laughs> that was nice. Thank you, brother. Um, so, yeah, we want to encourage you guys that it's, it's through worship. And I hope our gentlemen saw that. This past weekend at our retreat, um, but this is a life of worship, uh, is what mm-hmm. it, what it is. Um, and so maybe this week, especially as we head in towards um, the birth of Protestantism uh, and and our month of gratefulness and and Thanksgiving, that let's work on the grateful part for this month. You know, yep. Let's be grateful. Let us be grateful for the Word, for the Church, for our elders. Uh, I'm grateful for my brother elders. Uh, they do all the things for me that he ex- explained yesterday, um, and that's with me even in the same seat as them. So I want to encourage you guys to to lean into that gratefulness. I think that's a, a good step for us to take as a church and applying these things, and that's going to lead then easily to acceptable worship. So any other thoughts? That's it, man. Cool. Well, thanks for hopping in the hot seat today, and uh, I guess we'll be up again next week. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I want to encourage you guys to go know, love, and obey Jesus as Lord over all. We'll see you next time. See you next time.